Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it has been a well-deserved break time for us. We haven't been on since last Sunday, so we're going on now, what, what, 10 days, 11 days, something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think 11 days. It works. Yeah, I had some serious homework pop up, so that's kind of what happened. (laughs) It's all good, though, but you know, and then I took some time off to just kind of rest and recuperate from all of my craziness the last couple weeks, but we're back, and we're back in a big way because, Bonnie, uh, welcome, one, to Meteorological Spring. Everybody else will join us calendar-wise here in a minute. Again, us weather people, we're always early. That's what we do. (laughs) Um, But we might want to forward that memo to the... uh, front range because we're looking at what potentially could be a very historic late winter early spring snowstorm for the denver metro area and uh, portions of colorado and wyoming yes i have been seeing that crazy snowfall amounts expected i mean i i kind of can't wait to see what happens right if you're not sure what we're talking about over the next 24 hours this storm is going to really take shape and hammer the front range and you know again from basically Denver uh, up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, could be seeing historic snowfall amounts. And we're not talking about inches. We're talking about feet. And you go and you look at the National Weather Service discussion, and you just pull up, like, the zone forecast. And they're literally saying heavy snow possible, accumulations 14 to 24 inches possible, accumulations up to 30 inches near Boulder and Fort Collins, winds gusting as high as 35 miles an hour, travel will be difficult, if not nearly impossible. So, um. Bonnie, we could see two to four feet of snow along the I-25 urban corridor, not rural corridor, urban, as in downtown Denver, Fort Collins, Boulder, places where people live. Well, I hope that everybody is getting their groceries and, you know, their milk and bread. That's what we do around here. So hope. I kid you not. We do milk and bread, so we get to eat good while we're trapped in the house. Yeah, we don't eat good. We just eat kale you you eat leaves That's yes fine. we're we're rabbits well it's probably better for you eh, we're omnivores right is it omnivores or yeah omnivores because carnivores is meat yeah we're omnivores, omnivores is both oh it is yeah oh. herbivore is ah just there, the we go. there we go yes yeah so we're more herbivore than omnivore than carnivore it's like a carnival i'm totally lost it's okay <laughs> If someone could please like draw a trail of what we just yes, said, so that we be, can that have that I need, out. I, I need a flowchart, please. Yes. <laughs> um, but no. So in in all seriousness, though, yes, you know, milk, bread, the basics, right? That's what we want. Uh, we need people to be prepared. Gas up your car if you can. Again, travel is going to be extremely difficult, if not impossible. Hunker down at home. You're going to have to stay warm. Um, just enjoy it because that's basically all you can do. I'm very jealous. One of my good friends, Kelly, recently moved to Denver and I sent her a text today and I'm like, hey, enjoy it. And she just responded back with the angry face emoji. <laughs> right. It's it's such a like mixed feeling when you get serious winter weather. You're like, oh, my gosh, I love it. But then you're like, ah, it's getting in the way of a lot of plans and stuff. So it's right. kind of just 
it's a, a love and hate kind of thing. And we love it because we are weather nerds and we hate it because we know it's going to impact a lot of people. But uh, from the historic context, you know, yes, Denver gets these late season snow events a lot. We've seen it with, you know, different polar vortexes. We've seen it with atmospheric bombs. We've seen it, you know, lots of times in history. But when you're looking at two to four feet in early to mid-March, you do take notice. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, especially when, you know, surrounding states and areas are in the spring-like temperatures and then, bam, major blizzard going on. But yeah, you're right. You do take notice because, like we said, it's meteorological spring. Right. You know, there's a tweet that we retweeted on our pod, on our on our podcast Twitter page, at Weather Podcast. Um, Jim Cantori had, you know, posted up a bunch of stuff. He said, textbook central high plains stacked low to find a home in southeast Colorado long enough to tap deep Gulf of, Mex- Gulf of Mexico moisture and create impossible travel over the weekend. As usual, there's always fine-tuning with a, high pers- high, with a super high-end event like this, but the potential is there. And again, you look at everything that could happen. Um, like we said, the line from Denver through Cheyenne through most of uh, the eastern side of Wyoming 80% chance likelihood of extremely heavy snow. And, you know, the National Weather Service um, sent out the information this morning saying increasing confidence major snowstorm is expected to bring heavy snow parts of central Rockies and central high plains Friday through Sunday. Again, 48-hour to 72-hour long duration event. Not a quick 12 to 24-hour, but multiple days. And it's too early to determine the exact snowfall amount, but the increasing chance for a foot of more from the front range, northern Colorado and Wyoming range, uh, or Laramie range of Wyoming, extend east of the high plains of Colorado, Wyoming, and the Nebraska Panhandle. Locally, much higher amounts are possible. Strong winds gusting 30 to 40 miles an hour, likely, which combined with snowfall rates of the one to two hour to produce difficult road and air travel. The snow is also likely to be heavy and wet, leading to potential scattered power outages and tree damage. Ranchers mean, may need to protect livestock. So um, we're seeing a repeat of what we've seen over the last, what, three months of high-end events not just, you know, affecting a small portion of an area, but a very large portion of uh, the country. That is very true. It seems like every winter event has been something significant impacting multiple states and impacting them pretty significantly, you know, so that is crazy. I mean, Oklahoma's had two major winter events, um, which is kind of crazy. We don't usually get two. So, yeah, it's just, you know, 2020 and 2021. It's on par. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, Nolan Meister, who we follow on Twitter, says, ah, yes, your typical 60 knot easterly wind going bonk into the front range. And I responded, you know, ooh, what would happen? You know, just as a joke. But it is it's very clear that, you know, the upper level low is going to be sending a lot of air uh, and tapping into that gulf moisture. And when you get the upslope effect. Cold air with warm air up above, you're going to start getting instability. Instability leads to showers. Shower leads to snow. Snowfall rates one to two miles an hour, or one to two miles an hour, one to two inches an hour with 40 to 60 knot winds. Uh, You have the recipe for a very disastrous. Because the heavy snow, I mean, dry snow has its downfalls too. Dry snow, you know, blows a lot more and makes it more visibility more of a thing but the heavy snow like in that warning said you know this is going to impact you know structures and power lines and trees and things like that because it's heavier so 
Um, yeah, the wet snow is a little bit more of something to watch out for. Right. And again, heavy, you know, heavy snow can bring down branches, bring mm-hmm. down trees and other things onto power poles. Utility poles cannot, you know, sustain the weight. Wires come down, power outages, communication outlets, uh, all the stuff. So again, just be prepared. Um, I'm jealous. I'm not in Denver. A friend of mine did send me an airfare clip saying, Hey, Portland to Denver is only 199 bucks. Fly in on Friday or Thursday before the storm hits, fly out maybe Sunday and you could see everything happen. I was like, yeah, I'd love to, but not, not going to make this go around, but I'd love to see it. Well, and the funny thing is it's like all over Twitter right now, people are like, should we chase, you know, in the plains or should we, you know, be going to Colorado to cover this snow event? Because, you know, there's risk everywhere right now for quite a few different weather phenomena. Yeah, it's very true. It is very true. And you mentioned chase season. And Bonnie, the southern portion of the storm that's going to be affecting Colorado and Wyoming will eventually affect portions of the panhandle of Texas and Oklahoma and then make its way east through areas of Oklahoma City toward Tulsa. And lo and behold, you guys are now into an enhanced risk. So I think it was yellow. Don't get me excited. I'm sorry. That's that's rude. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Sorry, you're in a marginal risk for day one, uh, yeah. and then day two, you're into a slight risk. You're well, sorry, you're still in the marginal, but the slight is there now. So slight yeah. is into the panhandle, but give us some time. You and I both know that's going to move to the what, to the east. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a risk pretty much every day starting tomorrow. I mean, well, starting today, but today is not you know. So right. really, starting tomorrow, there's a chance of severe weather. So I'm ready. Right. So yeah, you guys, you're in the marginal risk today. You're in the marginal risk tomorrow. The slight risk is in portions of the panhandle uh, and then into parts of Western Oklahoma, not quite the panhandle, but um, it's there and there's going to be a lot of moisture available. Uh, reading the discussions, there is a lot of instability available. It's just waiting for the trigger to happen. And once it does, um, you'll see isolated rotating supercells. Main threat right now is hail, but cannot rule out a tornado or two. Yeah, and I definitely expect like these risk areas to change and move and potentially, you know, go from slight to enhanced or whatever. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm really I'm ready. You know, I would take either one. I would take the Colorado snowstorm or some winter or, or some severe spring weather. Like I would really go with either one right now. Right. Uh out here in the Pacific Northwest, again, we have garden variety thunderstorms, nothing like you guys have, but we had some that finally popped this week, and it was awesome to see some random lightning strikes, um, a little bit of hail here and there. Just unfortunately nothing big, but it was enough to you know kind of get you into the mood like, okay, spring's here, and yeah. I can totally tell that something's happening. Well, that's how it was for us. You know, I don't, I don't even remember when it was like a week ago or something. I texted you and I was like, oh my gosh, it's it's thundering, it's lightning outside, <laughs> and. We had a thunderstorm for like 20 or 25 minutes, but man, my heart was pounding. I was like, yes, it is happening, even though it was just this little baby thunderstorm. You should have seen me talking to Clyde. I was like, oh my gosh, is this thunder? And he's just looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, he just he has to understand. That's, that's, what we, that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. Yeah. But I will say he sits in my lap a lot and watches like severe weather coverage and he watches. He doesn't look around. He looks at the TV. So I think he also likes the weather. I love it. I love it. We got to get Clyde in a chase vehicle. Yeah. We got to get him a shirt too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Some kind of shirt. 
Because <laughs> all dogs should have a shirt. Um, yeah, especially when it says something about weather. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I'm not the biggest fan of dressing your pets, but when it comes to weather clothing, absolutely. Yeah, he's got, I'll, I'll be honest, he's got a couple of t-shirts. And when I was at PetSmart the other day, there was a little tie that you can put on a collar that's a happy birthday tie. So I had to get that for him. Oh, you got to. You absolutely have to. By the way, is it his birthday? Oh, no, it's not until September. But okay. I was like, I'm going to have to get this now. <laughs> I got you. Understandable. Hey, planning ahead. Exactly. He's got to look fancy on his birthday. Right. We're being prepared, right? It's what we do. We preach on the show, be prepared. Exactly. See, and I do that in every aspect of my life. Yes, so you, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> speaking of being prepared and things not we were not prepared for um, today, as we're taping the show, is Thursday, March eleventh. Uh, one year ago today is when it really got real in terms of the COVID nineteen pandemic coming to the United States, and we talk a lot on this show about basketball. And this hits home for all Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Um, hits home for all NBA fans. Uh, I was sitting in a restaurant getting ready to have my annual winter weather recap meeting for the Oregon AMS. And was sitting in the bar with my chapter president, a couple of the TV meteorologists in town, uh, and the gentleman that was going to give part of the co-presentation that night. And I look up and my phone starts like people are texting me. And they're like, turn on the TV. And I was like, oh boy. Um, going through the journalism background that I have, people in my classes through college, we have this thing where if something's happening, we just send each other a text just saying, turn on the TV. That means, you know, everybody's live covering something big happening. And I can point to a number of events, 9-11, um, uh-huh. you know, different things that I've covered when the U.S. has gone to war with Iraq and other things where it's like, okay, you know, this is this is what's happening right now. Well, I'm sitting in a bar and I'm getting these texts and I'm like, there's nothing happening. Like, why? What's going on? And I just happen to glance up and ESPN goes into a breaking, you know, breaking news font or breaking now. And we're watching the Thunder game. Like, it's supposed to tip off here in a few minutes. And it's like, Oklahoma City has just postponed the game. Yeah. And we're like, what? And, you know, so I'm, you know, frantically going through my messages. I start texting people that I know with the Blazers who I've worked with and worked for and, you know, different things. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, COVID. I was like, what? They're like, somebody tested positive. And I was like, no way. Like, they're going to cancel the game off of that. And again, a year ago, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was going to happen, you know two days, three days, four days after that. And to see what happened throughout the course of March and then early April on the sports angle where all of a sudden you canceled the NCAA tournament. You mm-hmm. canceled the Masters Golf Tournament. You start to see we're going to shut down businesses and public schools and stuff. And we're going to take two weeks to flatten the curve. And then life's going to get back to normal. Okay. Now that we know what we've gone through the last year, what would we go back and tell ourselves on this day one year ago? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know because I'll tell you when I was getting the word on Twitter and stuff and Facebook that they were shutting the Thunder game down. I was literally – this is not even a lie. I was sitting in a bubble bath dying of the flu. (laughs) I remember that week because you were not feeling good. No, I, I, my life was ending. Like it was, it was so bad. Like I, it was the flu though. I will tell you, like I would 
tested positive for the flu. But I remember that day vividly because I, I was like, they're, they're canceling the Thunder game. What? And then it was just like a domino effect after that. And, you know, the amount of anxiety that I felt for the next three or four months after that was right. unreal. And I kind of wish that I hadn't, like I had kept myself more calm. That's what I would have told myself is that this is serious, but as long as you're taking your precautions, you're going to be fine. But I remember really being super, super freaked out for those first four months ish of the pandemic. Like it was like, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I got on medication for anxiety because I was just like, Oh my gosh, it was, it really freaked me out. Sure. And it freaked a lot of people out. I mean, there were things that I was like, I'm totally unsure about what's going to happen. And you know, I, I'm not the, only one to admit this. I know a lot of people admit this. You've done as well. We don't necessarily like not knowing what's going to happen. Right. And, you know, we like to relatively think that we're in control of our lives and our situations and our world. Well, you know, a year ago, I would say, you know, life was pretty good and we were off and running, doing our thing and enjoying life. And then all of a sudden this shows up and, you know, it's a smack in the face. It's a smack in the face of reality as well. All of a sudden, yeah. you don't have control over it. But um, I was driving to the hospital today. I had to go do some routine blood work, which is always fantastic. Um, and listening to the news, and sure enough, they were like, hey, we're going to replay the audio of when the public address announcer announced in you know Chesapeake Energy Arena that the game was being postponed. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, tonight's contest between the Oklahoma City Thunder and I don't I don't remember who they were playing. I, I think it was the Timberwolves. It might have been the Timberwolves. I'm going to say them or Brooklyn, but I think it was the Timberwolves. And it says the game is being postponed. And the next thing he says is, please do not worry. You are all safe. Oh. Like at that point, again, I it's, it's meant to be a reassuring message, right? But. But it's you, still freaky. Oh, absolutely. And you hear people like audibly gasp, like, oh, my gosh. And they're in shock. And, you know, people reacting the way they do. And it's very interesting to go back and listen to that now because they were literally they were minutes from tip off. Yes. And, like they were like walking out onto the court yes. to do it. And then they were just like, er, go back. Yep. And the, yeah. ref, and the referees pulled the two coaches together. And then the head doctor for the Oklahoma City Thunder was like, listen, this just came in like. Yeah, we we don't know what to do. We got to postpone the game, and you know that start that started the domino of shutting down the NBA season. I believe the NBA was shut down within two days after that. Mm-hmm. You know, then the NCAA tournament was shut down. Not to mention, you know, the conference tournaments that men and women were both in, and it's just one thing after another. And man, I just look back at it and it's like, what a what a weird thing to experience. And, again, I'll and I can't believe it's been a year. It just seems right? so, so crazy that it's been a year. And and the thing is, like, all we talk about on the show is, like, tornado disasters and winter weather disasters and hurricane disasters, which are just as scary. But the only difference is, is those we know how to handle. Right. Those have a time, like, you a definite ending. You know, like, the hurricane is going to move past your city or your state. Might take a couple of days, but it will be gone. The tornado will be out of your neighborhood in a few minutes. It will be gone. But it's like the pandemic. We don't know when for sure it'll be gone. But I'll tell you the crazy thing is today I registered for the vaccine. Good. So... And that's, I didn't even realize it had been a year exactly on the dot. So that's kind of interesting. So, right. 
Well, but I'm I, in phase four, so it'll just I won't be getting it soon. But at least I'm on the list. That's good. And again, you're taking the proper precautions. You know, not to get off too far of a tangent, which we like to also do on the show. Um, right. You know, look how far we've come as a society and a group. Okay, we have created a vaccine for a pandemic in a year. Multiple. Okay. Multiple. Exactly. Different formulas doing the exact same thing. That's pretty awesome. From a science standpoint, from a technology standpoint, that's pretty legit. Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, I, I am a little bit nervous. I mean, sure. That's normal with a new medicine, but I do get the flu vaccine and I'm not comparing COVID to the flu, but they're both viruses. So I think they'll both be treated similarly going forward once we get more knowledge of everything. So I just kind of think, okay, well, the flu shot has been quote, perfected over the years and years. So I think that the COVID vaccine will too. It'll just take some time, but I'm like, I'm just going to go get it so I can just feel a little bit better. No, I think it's, I think it's the absolute right thing to do. Um, you know, my health challenges have been discussed on the show a lot. My doctors have told me that I should probably wait yeah. because they've done no trials with people that are on the medication I'm on or have the conditions that I have. So, you know, you know, I know that people have joked, oh, my, you know, left arm's going to fall off. You know, okay, I've heard that one way too many times. It's not funny. Um, but I'm just going to wait. I'm glad that, you know, you're going to get your vaccine. My mother has had both of her doses and has done fine. I know that they say that the second one is the toughest one to deal with, especially if you're a little bit younger, where your body is having the immune response that it needs to, you know, familiarize itself with what the COVID, you know, the COVID virus would do. And so, you know, everybody's like, okay, just plan to have, you know, kind of a rough 24 to 48 hours afterwards, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but be prepared for that. So it's, it's good. But the to flu know. does that, you know, sure, some people 100%. get that with the flu and they feel kind of cruddy for the next couple of days, right. maybe not as bad, but you know, so, um, it's definitely worth it to not have right. it. You know, I've got a friend who recovered from it at the beginning of February, maybe the end of January, and she still can't smell. That's scary to me. To this day, she still can't smell or taste very well. Like she ate an orange the other day, and she said it tasted burnt. Well, it's better than not tasting anything, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's got to be really rough. So, it's, it's crazy. But I have read stories where, like, symptoms like that can last months and months and months after. So, it's right. weird. And they and you know we do knock on wood that they will return hopefully and I think that they will they, I think you know so the majority of the people that do have the long term side effects do eventually regain everything they had beforehand so we hope that that is the case but you're right I mean we just have to wait and see what happens I again I think it's a testament to people it's a testament to science and technology it's a testament to people willing to work together again this is what happens when we put our differences aside folks can we please look at this as a giant shining beacon of example of what to do versus what not to do i completely agree like this is something that really should bring us all together and it it has for the most part i mean you know but that's how we need to look at this is that we're all dealing with this together. And so we should all try to stick together and it not be, you know, a fight right. or political stance or anything like that. It should just be, Hey, we're a human species living in the same country in the same state in the same city, whatever. And we need to just, you know, be there for each other as best we can. Funny how that works. Yeah. 
just it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Now, with that said, again, you look back a year from now and be like, hey, okay, it will be the two year anniversary, right? So what's going to happen in the next 365 days? Are we back to normal by this time next year? I, I would believe so. Um, I told one of my coworkers last night, I believe that we would have the the majority of, hue, of herd immunity taking place by May. And I believe that because I just, you know, based on the number of the vaccines that are available, the amount of people getting vaccinated, herd immunity is a real thing. And I think by the time that we get to May and June, I think a lot of things will still be in question. But I think we will have a much better handle on, you know, being able to actively, you know, stamp out hotspots. So that, that's kind of my hope and my thoughts. So we'll see. But I think by this time next year, we'll look back on this year and the year before and say, you know, that was a rough two year stretch, but we got through it. Yeah, exactly. And, and we need to, because this is going to happen again in 50, 60, 70, a hundred years, whatever, some new right. sickness is going to pop up. So we need to kind of set an example or a layout of, you know, how to handle it. And I'm not saying that it's been handled flawlessly, you know, since this time last year, but, you know, I think that for the most part, we've all done the best that we can, but sure. you know, history's going to look back on this as an example. So right. let's make we it need to try. Yep. We do need to try. And again, I think, you know, politics aside, things happen for reasons. And I think, you know, governments across the world have done a relatively decent job. I'm not going to say they've done a good job or a great job. They've done a decent job with trying to figure out what has happened, what needed to happen, and then got it done. Yes, I think that you're right. So fingers crossed that, you know, a year from today, we're in a completely, you know, different spot and we're all just back to normal and whatever. Right. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers are absolutely 100% crossed. So, you know, let's see what happens with the chase season. We have that to look forward to 100%. We have the spring to look forward to. We have summer to look forward to. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that today. You'll love this. Okay. I'm going to tell you a little story because this is quite hilarious. So when I went to the University of Oregon, uh, one of my good friends that I worked with, a radio guy that actually got me my first radio job, also went to Oregon, met his wife there. He goes, you will appreciate the campus in Eugene for one reason and one reason only. The first day that the temperature hits above 55 degrees and it's completely sunny, all the girls from California will take their clothes off. Not like stripped down naked, but they'll like be in shorts and t-shirts because they miss the California sunshine and it's somewhat warm. And so they'll be walking around in shorts and t-shirts. I was like, okay, great. My first day on campus is in the fall. You know, so I was just like, okay. Kid you not, the first day was Sunday 55 once we hit March. What happened? No more sweatshirts, no more sweatpants. And it was glorious. There you go. Right? Driving home today from the hospital. Drove past a woman that lives in a condo up the street. Wearing a very, very short tank top and very, very short shorts. Working out in a garden. And I'm like, what is going on? It is spring. And I was like, oh, wait, the sun's out. Sure enough, everybody else I saw today, shorts and T-shirts. It's hey, gonna... that's how we are, because it's been in the 70s the last, like, week. <laughs> and after that freaking Arctic plunge for half of February, we are all like, hey, basically naked, because it just, it's, 
nice. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm, you know, I love this. Do not get me wrong. I love the sun. I love the warmth. I love the feeling of the sun on my face. I do like to have a nice farmer's tan. I should probably do more tanning, like, you know, actually being out in the sun with less clothes on. Nobody wants to see that, but that's a different story for a different day. With that said, <laughs> with that said, it does feel really nice. And it is going to be in the lower 60s here for the next couple of days before showers return. But, man, I love winter and I love snow and I love winter precip and winter forecasting. But there's something so refreshing about a nice, hot spring day. And I really am looking forward to that first 75 to 80 degree day here because it will be nice. I might take the day off of work if it happens to fall on my work week and just go do something fun. So we will see. But, man. The sun is out. It is glorious. And yes, for you guys in Oklahoma and Texas, enjoy it as much as possible because you guys deserve it. Yeah, we, you know, are finally fully thawed out. Thank God. But yes, this warmer weather the last few days have just been so good. And now bringing on some spring weather. It's so crazy how it's just complete 180 from, you know, the negative 14 degrees that we had. So um, it's a miracle we haven't all, you know, died of shock from all this like extreme <laughs> temperature change, but you know, we're still here. And the crazy thing is I know the weather's changing and I know that something's going to happen in the next few days because last night, the ankle that I broke several years ago was throbbing and hurting so much. Like it, like randomly out of nowhere. It's not like I stepped wrong or bumped it or something. So I was like, Oh, something's happening. Something's brewing. That will happen. That will do it. That will definitely, definitely do it. What do you guys have coming up weather-wise, Oklahoma City? I know we talked about with thunderstorms, but what do you guys have on dock? That's that's pretty much it. The next three days or so is thunderstorm, rain chances, possible severe weather chances. After that, our temperatures do go down a little bit with a few spotty rain chances throughout, but um, that's that's pretty much where we're at, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm, I'm down. I'm glad because you guys, like I said, you guys deserve it. Out here in the Northwest, it's uh, kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. Temperatures today are going to top out in the lower 60s, which is absolutely perfect. We're going to you know, stay there through basically Saturday. Rain comes back Sunday. Temperatures drop down into the upper 40s. Eh, you know, Typical springtime pattern for us where we get a stretch or two of nice weather and then you know, bookend it with a heavy rain event or you know, showers throughout the course of the day. But uh, you know, nice now. Give a chance to dry out a little bit. It's been kind of wet lately, but... I'm excited. Spring's here. I love this time of year for one reason and one reason only. You get the pop-up showers and thunderstorms. You look between the giant cumulus clouds and the sky is a special shade of blue. It really is. It's a different kind of blue. You're right. And it's really pretty. I agree. It is. It's one of those things that I've tried to capture in a photo- in a photograph. I just can't do it. So I need to find either a better filter or a better lens or a better camera because it is truly one of my favorite shades of blue. I agree. And, and yeah, my phone camera does not always capture colors and things quite like they are in reality, which is right. annoying sometimes. It is. It's really annoying. And then you have to sit there and try and finagle it with Photoshop. And then it's just not. It's Then it doesn't become a real picture. Exactly. Because I don't really like to do a whole lot of Photoshopping on my weather pictures unless I'm specifically wanting right. to do that. But for the most part, I just want it to be natural. This is what it looked like. Right. I'll put some polarized like lens on it just so you can see more definition in the clouds sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, no, if I'm taking a picture, I want it to be, you know, try as close to what I saw as, you know, to capture it. So that is kind of the big thing. But um, a short edition of B Squared, your weekly web podcast, we'll be back in a couple of days and we will be recapping all the fun in the plains. And I'm incredibly jealous because I want four feet of snow in a blizzard in May and March. It's March, right? It's March. Yeah. yeah. The middle of March, basically, yeah. which is nuts. Right. Although it still feels like it's December 119th, you know, 2020. I completely agree. Yeah, I can't believe we're we're just <laughs> bowling through 2021 like nothing else. Right? Okay, listen, 2020 took forever to get through. You know, the tweet today was like, okay, it's been a year since this happened. It's felt like seven. The last three months have flown by. Yeah. It's nuts. And that's the thing that we all said last year, too, is that this year feels like it's dragging, but it's also flying by. Right. Like, the last year has just been some sort of weird, like, time warp blur craziness the time warped continuum yeah so weird in 2d right oh my god no totally though no exactly (laughs) could be in two dimensions or four dimensions we're not really sure yeah yeah did it even happen because i don't really remember it whoever yeah whoever you know screwed up the time machine can you please make sure you go back and change it that would be and am fantastic. I the only one who thinks about 2020 and there's just like this like dark cloudiness nope. over the whole entire year? Not not at all. Right there with you. It's so weird. Right it's there so with you. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, though. But like I said, we'll be back in a couple of days. We get to recap the Denver snowstorm. We get to recap your chances with severe weather. I do hope you get to see something. Uh, if not a, you know, like tornado or supercell, at least some good thunderstorms, because that would be pretty epic. Yes. Yeah. At this point, like if I don't get anything severe, at least let it thunder and lightning for a little while, please. Right. And then that will be uh, that'll be awesome because you deserve it. I can't wait for our spring chances to really kick up here in the next month or so. And uh, then we'll be off and running. But I am super excited to see what the spring brings. Yes, me too. So bring on the spring. All right. Well, I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys in a couple of days. Bye.